So the big update was got that contract signed. Got the contract signed just as they gave it to us. No modifications. <laughs> that was oh, that was frustrating. I was like, so here's how I feel about that now that we're done. Well, I explain feel like, a little bit of what happened. Yeah, so we had a contract with this client so that they're going to pay us to build a Ruby on Rails version of the query builder, but we're going to own the IP. That's the handshake deal I had with the guy. Uh, and I just wanted that in writing. So I talked with, I made this choice, and this is mistake one of, I'll just talk with their lawyer. So it's like we have this deal already worked out and we're just going to try and make the language match what was in my mind of like what we talked about. That does not seem like an adversarial situation. So I'm like, oh, I'll just talk with their lawyer. Um, and in fact, their lawyer is very reasonable and, and good. Like it, that was fine. She totally understood what I was saying. And, um, and then what happened was she decided to take their MSA, which is like their standard contracting contract which is already a little weird because it's actually a license deal not a we're not con like yeah we're doing contractor work with them but really um it's a license but she so she knew that but she's like but we'll take this and then i can just add the conditions that you talked about into the statement of work and it'll be in there so she did that gave me the contract gave it to my lawyer and then my lawyer, they they saw it and they were like, you can't sign this. Like, this is not say what you're telling us. They're like, this is, and you were on the call, right? <laughs> like, they're like, yeah. this is this is saying that they will own all the code you write, which is dumb. Like, that's not, what, yeah, that's not what we agreed to. And I know that's not what they would want us to sign anyway. So, like, it's, not, it's probably just a mistake or something. Um, and then uh, it, the other thing is it's like, I, mean, I can't, we can't like, we can't sign it. Cause that's not, we both of us just wanted to sign it. Cause we were like, Oh, whatever. Like we just, as long as it says the thing about, we own the IP that who cares, but it didn't even say that. So, <laughs> so fine. The, the rest of the MSA was not ideal, uh, but that's fine. I don't care. This is like a short term contract. We're going to be in and out and then be done so i don't really care about the contractor stuff uh we're not doing other work with them but anyway so i'm like okay shit because the guy that we're trying to do the deal <laughs> with is kind of allergic to the lawyers and doesn't want to do rounds with lawyers so then we're trying to figure out how do we tell him and we're supposed to start next week so i'm like well how do i tell him how do we do this because we need to do a round or two with the lawyers so we decided to tell him like we're gonna start work but the contract thing is not worked out yet. We're just going to, you know, figure it out with your lawyer. But don't worry, it's not a roadblock. We're going to start. He seemed to digest that pretty well. And then, uh, so then, then I was talking to their lawyer and she's like, well, did they read this section? And she copy pasted a piece of the contract and I, you know, copy pasted it over to my lawyers and they're like, well, no, we didn't read that section. And that section is the section <laughs> that says the part of the agreement, the thing that we wanted, which is that we will own yeah. the IP. The lawyers are like, seems well, like an important section for them to have read. What we came up with, which, because, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. Like, they created a license for us now, which we couldn't reuse in this situation again in the future, which probably will happen. So hopefully it's not a total waste of money, but. Uh, 
Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So so then so then they had all these suggestions for the MSA, and both of us were like, no, just YOLO. Let's just sign it exactly the yeah, way it is, and sign we're it. done. <laughs> and for like an just hour after sign I signed it, and get it, out. I was having like a little panic attack, not an actual panic. Attack. I was feeling some anxiety. But then after like a, one hour, I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yep, it's, it's totally fine. fine. Whatever. <laughs> it says the thing we need it to say. I don't care about the rest of the contract. And even if it, you know, is not perfect, it's hardly, it's so unlikely this is going to come up. Like this company is a big company. There's no way they're going to be like, we're going into the component business. We're going to sell a competing query builder. It's not even their business. So it's so unlikely. I I was team YOLO from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, How's team? Let's just let's just not have a contract and do the thing. I've never done a client engagement but, without a contract. I do know people. I know that it's do that. not it's not the right way to do things, but certainly <laughs> makes makes it but easier on us. I always come with my own paper first, which is what we should have done. What I should have done was told them, "All right, awesome. I'll get back to you. Talk to my lawyer. Get the thing that we need. Send it to their lawyer. They'd probably make some edits, and then it would have been no big deal." And yeah, they definitely would have had to sign this license that we came up with, but oh well, uh, it's fine. It worked out. It was just a little bit stressful because we weren't really sure like the whole thing was going to blow up just because of the stupid. We didn't want that, you know, and then yeah, <clears throat> starting on Monday, I'm excited about that. The uh, Rails side should be interesting. Should be this client, one, the one thing that is left to me. That, like that I'm wondering like how it's going to work out uh, other than sort of detail things is they have a such a big database that it's sharded and I don't know I really don't know how that happens in rails if they have like app code that they have to do or if they just interact with active record and it automatically figures out where to send the query or what but if it's uh, that then perfect question. we don't have to do anything um, but if it's not then I don't know. I don't know how we could design our system to work in that kind of environment or if it's possible. Yeah. If it sits on, if the sharding is handled by active record, that's fine. Cause we sit on top of active record. If mm-hmm. the sharding is in their app code, ugh, I don't even know. I mean, maybe, maybe they're using some sort of, um, like environment variable to switch databases based on what your customer ID is or something. In that case, that would be fine too, because that would be transparent to us. Yeah. They, that's they, what I'm hoping. They have, they have to be, yeah, they have to be do, doing something that's trans pretty transparent because I bet they're using vanilla bullet train and bullet train doesn't support sharding. So it's just whatever okay. users you can find is what users. So it's gotta are. be some, DevOps configuration thing. Yeah, that, that, that's my just, guess. I mean, I remember back in the day, the only time I ever did anything with a sharded database, it was like all in the app code, but that's because it's one of the few, not many places were doing that. Yeah. But I would imagine they must have better, <laughs> they must have a better system now. So, yeah, I bet they send individual accounts to individual or pooled databases. And at that point, it's just regular Rails. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. So on so Monday, on Monday, I'm walking Colleen through Colleen from Software Social Podcast. Colleen through the Laravel side of things. Um, 
So we're having a call on Monday to go over everything that I've done because she's going to be implementing the Rails stuff. Um, so I'll just be showing her around. And then I'm hoping, I mean, I'm really hoping it's just going to be a matter of porting it over because we've figured out all the hard parts. That's my hope. Right. And then I, th I think so too. Based on every conversation I've had, it really seems like the system we have is what they need and we can just port it and it'll work. And then we have to do the Elasticsearch adapter. Um, we're going to integrate it into bullet train. So that means they'll get a query builder on every model view mm -hmm. out of the box if they want it. Um, so that'll just be integrated in super scaffolding, which will be sweet. And then the front end piece and bullet train is a rails, like a rail, what would you call it? A Rails SAS starter kit. I feel like it's more than that, but it's a rails engine for SaaS companies. So you start with this and it gives you a ton of stuff out of the box. Yeah. So the client's uh, using that. We're going to integrate into that. So then they'll just get it for free. And then we can potentially hit other bullet train customers in the future. Potentially. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it makes the most sense anyway, because bullet train, I think Colleen is familiar with that code base. So yeah, she is. Easier. And then the front end, which is what I got to start working on. Yeah. <laughs> which I, I think it's got to be me because I don't, I'm going to probably lean on Colleen if, you know, to get it done faster if she gets the Rails piece done and see what she can do, if there's anything she can do. But, but then I think I can just do a real straightforward, like, stimulus, like, query version of the query builder. It won't do any of the fancy stuff that the view thing does. It will just be the query builder. It will just you know, take the, take the data and render. And, uh, so if it's just a super straightforward build, I think I should be able to, to do it. Um, the stimulus, I mean, it's almost just like plain JavaScript. So that should be, that should be okay. Yeah. That should be doable. And then that's, you know, hotwire. So like the hotwire piece is like, we're just going to use stimulus because turbo, the whole, we don't need we don't need to do tur we could use turbo and frames and stuff for rendering the views but the way it would work is if you wanted to use turbo you would then store the query in the database so we would make you would say make it like the database adapter so mm -hmm. you'd have a query model in the database every time the query model changes you could tell a view to re-render so that way you could change the query and it would just boop re-render 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 whenever you're changing the query if you wanted to do it that way or if you would buy a save button and then it would yeah. just automatically re-render so that's hotwire um that's trivial and we, we could even like just use bullet trains thing he wouldn't andrew wouldn't even need to get turbo stuff working and i do not want to have a bottleneck there so no so i think anyway, we, we punt on the turbo so stuff that, that would be just for them like i don't it's not going to matter for us for in for like the product we're pulling out of this, it won't matter. So uh, see what I'm saying? Like we're doing the query builder part. If you wanted to make it with turbo, then you just do that because it's an object in the database. And then you would just be able to get that to work. And then we'll be using stimulus controllers. So you wouldn't have to add uh, anything other than stimulus to your stack. Yeah. So we should be able to pull out both of these things. It'll be a stimulus controller for taking a, 
it, it won't be as nice. Like the like the pattern that we're following for the view thing, where it's like mm-hmm. you get an open source thing up front uh, for free if you want, and then you buy the back end. You won't get. We won't have nearly as much value in the front end piece, but I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that because I think the Rails people care less about that. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. We can still we can still make it open source. It's just gonna. It's just not going to be that useful unless you're a customer. And I don't really yeah, care about and then that. We always have the if they need to do more, we always have the view option to yep. send them to. You know exactly. Like I mean, you can just add this. If you already got Webpack set up with React stuff, you can just add view and then drop in our component. So yeah, yeah, I'm not Good super enough. worried about that. And I definitely don't want to take all of the time to make the stimulus one a totally viable standalone thing. We just don't have no. that kind of time. No, absolutely not. We should not do that. It would be a terrible mistake, I think. Yeah, so, I think so. I'm just going to focus on getting it done because then they have this client has a March deadline. I don't know exactly when in March, but they want to have an alpha. So really, that's kind of our deadline. It's kind of soon. I get, <laughs> yeah, I hope it's like end of March. I hope so. <laughs> so that's reasonable. Beginning of March is like, oh. Yeah, tight. they're doing a show and tell next week. Um, we have nothing, and we have not even started yet. So we may be a little bit behind where everyone else is, but we're not inventing the universe from scratch. We're just and as far as client expectations, we told them it was going to be end of January. So here yeah. we are. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be fine. And I, oh man, I don't want to jinx myself, but I think it's going to go fast. I think so. I think so. It seems it seems easy. So we'll see. Yeah. See. Uh, oh, okay. and, and as far as their show and tell, I like that they had the um, they, they, you know, see what they're building. They're building a WYSIWYG editor. Remember? Oh my, yeah, yeah. That was your you first. That was your first idea. Was like, I didn't look at it. Was, that's what it was. Like that's what I was gonna build, right? So like they're buying our query builder. They, if I'd had a query, if I'd had the WYSIWYG editor, you totally would have been buying that. Totally would have bought that. You know. Yep. <laughs> I felt. I felt like. Oh look at that! There's another project. Using a WYSIWYG editor. I know. I'm so excited to at one at one point start talking about what component is next, but it's gonna be a while. It's gonna uh, be a while, man. <laughs> I mean, it could be like a full year or more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know what the <sighs> criteria will be for when we switch over, but we can kind of like get there when we get there. Yeah. Like what? Like when will we feel like? Is it when we feel like we sort of figured out the pattern, uh, when we figured out how to, oh man, sorry, this is my, my crazy cousin is uh, from time to time text messages me and tries to convince me to buy Bitcoin. I need to, (laughs) I need to mute this. That's okay. (laughs) As long as it's not GameStop. (laughs) Um, yeah. So anyway, the. When will we know to move on? Yeah. Is it like, it's probably not some revenue threshold. It's probably going to be like time. Like, have we figured out time for sure to market this thing? And we've got it because having two versions of this has me a little worried because, you know, the maintenance costs (laughs) trying to manage two things. Yeah. And I'm the rails person. Yeah. I don't know rails. Right. Um, so it'll be, hopefully we have a budget. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we have a budget, we can like, have Colleen continue to do it. Yeah. So if we have like enough, if we're making enough money to pay somebody to do the maintenance, like once that starts working out 
and we see the growth, you know, at some mm-hmm. certain level. And then it's kind of like, okay, now we could probably, and then we have to decide, like, is that the best way to grow the company is to like expand our code base and mm-hmm. offerings or keep growing this one thing? I don't know. That would be interesting. It will be. I mean, there's, there's a company, I forget what they're called. I think they're called like flat file, maybe flat file IO or something mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, flat file IO. All they do is like CSV imports, basically. Mm-hmm. And their company is, I don't remember, maybe like 20 people or something. Oh, wow. And that's, I mean, that's all they do is just, they have this one component. Now theirs is, theirs is hosted. So obviously it's a little bit different. Um, excuse me, theirs is hosted, but they've got one component and they've got it for TypeScript, Angular. I don't know what that one is, maybe Electron or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're clearly, I mean, they're clearly doing well on that, but I don't know. I don't know if filters yeah, so that, goes, that big or, or what? Well, filters where you're pulling it into your project and it's not self-hosted or like integrated into some other platform. It's probably not that big, probably a couple hundred thousand a year. I bet, uh, like, like there's more than that, but like a, we could probably get to that yeah. over time. And then maybe this will be so funny if I'm like wildly over or underestimating this, which you definitely <laughs> are. I just don't know which one. <laughs> um, but then like, like Buckbee was trying to convince us, you know, like what platform could we integrate into? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, by being hosted, then all of a sudden a lot more a lot more people are interested in your component and could use it for things because you know they could like bypass their IT department and like add the CSV uploader thing that they need uh, because yes. you're hosting it, you know. But I did see a thread about this somewhere. I think it was probably on Twitter asking if somebody like asking if you would use this, and a non-trivial percentage of people responded and said no, I wouldn't give, like, I can't give customer data over to some hosted provider like this. And you have to imagine, you have to imagine there are a lot of companies like that who are like, I I can't, like, I can't just use an external service to bring in all my client data because hello, that's all my client data. Mm -hmm. So I I feel Mm -hmm. like that puts us in a good spot of, listen, you, there's no there's no hosted anything. We never see it because we don't have a server that runs it. You do. Yep, 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 totally. I also like that not having a server oh, is good. Oh, gosh, big time. <laughs> and it, it opens it up. Like we, obviously, we can't be a Heroku add-on. Maybe not obviously, but I think, I think obviously we can't be a Heroku add-on. But it does open us up to other stuff like Laravel Total Nova. Login. WordPress plugin, Statomic, mm-hmm. like it opens us up to these other ecosystems that aren't hosting, but are like um, frameworks and like super frameworks. Like Bullet Train is the same deal as Laravel Nova. And mm-hmm. those both have huge customer bases. And if we can mm-hmm. be in there, then that's, I mean, not mm-hmm. not as good as Heroku, but it's directionally correct, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. 
well, we just got to finish the code and have a working thing, and then we can start really like grinding out on this stuff. <laughs> is That's that it. is that all we have to do? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so this week you got a bunch of stuff done. What did you get done on the front end? The builder is uh, working, so hmm. like... <laughs> not convincing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah, I won't get too into the technical weeds here, but I have. I have designed the whole system in a way that you could, you know, do your own, like write your own handcrafted mm -hmm. query, which is going to be useful in a lot of situations. I see it. I've seen it all over the web. Now that I've written this thing, I'm like, yeah, I would use that. I would use that. I would use it for that. Um, and then the other piece is the builder, which is you're not writing the conditions and clauses out yourself in like, markup writing mm -hmm. components instead it's driven it's data driven mm -hmm. so in order to make the make it work where you can just write it standalone and it generates this data object that represents a query there's a lot of stuff that happens automatically under the hood as you're as you're rendering this query or changing it the problem is if it's data driven so then if inside the query i change the data which then will cause the data to change which will cause it to re-render and this can create little infinite mm -hmm. loops pretty easily so this is why I like react is like a one-way flow of data so i what i realized is that i need to have it be able to flip into two modes one would be where it's like creating the data for the this store is updating for you automatically and the other is where hands off I'm going to do nothing. You you have to hook into all the events and stuff yourself with your builder and update the data. And then this is just going to render hmm. um, based on the data. So it flips into two modes. So when you're in builder mode, then it's just data driven. And when you're not in builder mode, then it's generating the data for you based like that markup itself is the data. Hmm. So you have you basically have beginner mode and expert mode. Yeah, like if you want to build your own builder, you have to put it in builder mode and then you're going to have to know all the APIs and like be able to hook into all of that. If you're just going to build a straight, you're just going to write a query, mm -hmm. that's just, um, and if you're just going to use our builder, that's a one-liner always. And then if you're going to use just the query language to create um, a query, which could be... Um, like I've seen, I've seen pieces of this where you, you like want to, it's like a static filter where mm -hmm. they like predefine, here's the things that you can change uh, and update. So if you wanted to do that, then that's, that's a, that's that mode. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like if you're building your own builder, cause you want a different builder than the one that we give you, that's pretty advanced. So yeah, yeah you're going to be flipping into advanced mode and then you have to know all the events and things like that in the API that you would not need to hook into. Oof. still not that hard but yeah Make, makes it a yeah, lot easier but not not something that i want to do personally <laughs> yeah it really threw me for a loop there i was like oh man what am i doing here i was doing some i was doing all these sort of like wacky things to get it to work and then i realized like this is not it this is not the way i should be doing this so flipping it into a builder mode that's that's what i came up with yesterday so nice. i'm finishing that now and then then I got to get it packaged up so that way we can integrate. So hopefully yeah. I'll get close to that. 
and maybe we could do that Sunday or something. Yeah, I could do that. Um, yeah, so hopefully I can. I'll talk with Beth, see if I can carve out some time tomorrow to to work on getting the package stuff set up. That way we, it'll be integrated, and then and then we still have to finish all the input types. We still have to finish all the different types of conditions and clauses. And I feel like it's going to be so much easier once once they're connected, because you can change something on the back end and refresh the page and see if that date condition or whatever now renders correctly. Yeah, I think actually that that's slower than because basically all I need is um, on the front end. You just need the data. Yeah. So in fact, you have to give me that anyway, because it's designed to work from a static config file that describes all of the conditions and clauses. I need that anyway. Um, So that way, what happens is I take that static file and then generate all the renderless stuff that everything Mm -hmm. is built on top of automatically from that so once i have that then i've got everything that i know i need to have um the thing that i won't know is the final step that is the blueprint that i'm outputting mm-hmm. going to be what you're expecting so that's necessary if we have to integrate in order to test that yeah um yeah that's true well and i'm I, ready i'll have some tests and stuff too but i still i i think that it's i haven't written tests because it's it's not totally decided yet. Sure. Like it's, it basically is, but like, I think there's going to be a couple small changes that we've talked about. No surprises yeah. or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. but I, I think there might be some small changes. Yeah. Well, let me know. I'm ready. I could probably do Sunday. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm ready to NPM install or yarn ad or whatever. Um, if we can get that. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen out. this weekend, then let's try the weekend after. Okay. And then I'll I'll even take a day off if I need to. Mm, to I can like do that. Sure that I can that I can get it done, because um, I also need to like free up my brain. Yeah. To work on the client stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to do a stimulus version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's definitely gonna slow down progress for a little bit, but it it, it it's we'll get that done and we'll have some money and that'll be worth it. I think. Yeah. And the good news is I'm like, I'm not going to be doing a lot of work for this client. Um, and so I can, I can manage a little bit more of our side of the house. Obviously I'll need to be walking Colleen through everything at the beginning, but at some point she's just, she's just going to take it and run with it. I mean, she's smart. And once she knows the lay of the land, she'll just figure it out. Um, So I can handle a little bit more of our side of the house. Um, I just, we need to get to the point where like, once we get to the point where it's integratable, then I can like build out a demo page because I'll have both components and I can start building out for the public website. So we just need to get over a certain line and then there's plenty more for me to do while while we wait. Yeah. I was going to say, plenty more for you to do like maybe even some marketing stuff yeah exactly making sure that's more a little more polished and cohesive and yeah um, exists so yeah and we could start uh priming for a beta yeah totally and sure start to get that out there again yeah too many things you know, know. what? Though? it feels like so many things but it's like a few more months the core stuff will be done and then it'll just be the grind and we'll we'll be just doing the marketing grind, trying to figure out how to 
how to grow it, which I'm looking forward to that. And I'm much. ready. I'm ready for the marketing grind. Very, very, very much. <laughs> I'm, I'm over the programming grind. I'm super over it. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That's why I think, I think that's why I have the feeling of a little bit of overwhelm thinking about maintaining two versions of it. But I think it's just because I'm a little bit burned out on the programming piece of it right now. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do more, <laughs> but it probably won't be that bad. Yeah. Like, honestly, it probably won't be that bad. It'll be not nearly as much work as right now. I've been recently experiencing like looking way too far ahead and becoming stressed out or anxious oh, about that. Too much future. Too much. And I look, I look super far ahead and think about like all the things that are required to get to that end state. And then it just leaves me paralyzed. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do anything. <laughs> like how far out? Like, um, not far, like six months, a year. Like I think, okay. I think in, in my whole life, not just in Hammerstone, but I think of all the things that need to get done or need to be done, you know, six months or a year from now, instead of like, what should I work on today? And I just like, and I thought about <laughs> This will make you laugh. I thought about like, I just need to relax and play like a city builder game. I'm going to, I just want to, I just want to play a city builder game. And I thought about playing Factorio, which is another game like that. And even thinking about playing those games stressed me out. Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh God, where am I going to put the roads and the trash collection? And how am I going to zone this city? And, Way too much executive function. And so I just, what I'm right now. I've been watching a guy on YouTube play a city builder game because I don't, <laughs> I don't have any more of that part of my brain to, to, to use. So yeah, needless to say, I'm ready for this grind to be over and switch on to something. If yeah. still, if still grindy, at least it's a different kind. Uh, yeah. I feel like once you become a parent, which you're a parent now, you don't realize it, but you're a parent now already. But as soon as you become a parent, then like it, I remember when I was in college, the worst thing that could possibly happen to me is when I was so busy that I knew everything I needed to do for the week where, you know, it was like, yeah, I don't have, I don't really have any like huge stretches of free time in this week. Oh, this sucks, man. Yep. Like, Oh, this week is awful. I can't yep. just blow six hours on Saturday. Uh, and now that I'm a parent, well, and also self-inflicted entrepreneur, then, and, and like full-time day job yep. guy, I I'm constantly in that state. Yep. <laughs> so now I've had to learn how to like deal with that and still try to each day make a, like a little bit of space for myself. Uh, so I'm not losing my mind, but yeah, the more things that, like I have felt an immense sense of relief getting, because I had oh on top of this right I'm a landlord so I was also dealing with a tenant who was not mm -hmm. who was gainfully employed and was not paying their rent and I've had to have a more lawyer conversations about that that is now off my plate and resolved and is good and I've got that off my plate the other lawyer conversation off my plate uh, we're definitely starting on this project on Monday and we've got our contractor lined up and I've got uh, you know. There were some world politic things that happened, which were relieving for me. And all of a sudden, my stress level, I'm, I'm like, wow, this is nice. 
I feel so relaxed. I mm-hmm. just have my job and my startup and my family way back to that baseline. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's part of, I think that's part of what's stressing me out is I have too many open loops. Like I've just got too many things that are unfinished. Yeah. I think, definitely. I think one thing that would help is finishing my shed quarters, like just yes. get it finished enough to move in. Cause right now it's just like almost there, but not quite there. And so I'm still working in the guest room and too many, too many progress, open loops. The progress on Hammerstone is killing you. And I know that, but I think, uh, yeah, if you finish up, like finish the shed quarters, get something checked off your list. I think I, I agree. You'd probably feel so much better. I think I would. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tackle that this weekend. It's so close. It's looking very OSB. It is. Yes. I have a, a full a full set of pictures um, on Twitter. Aaron D. Francis, if anybody wants to see. It's very OSB. OSB walls, OSB ceilings, OSB everything. But it's almost done. I got the IKEA cabinets installed. Got the countertops put in. Got I've got almost everything probably easy to install cabinets when you just screw in wherever you want yep it is it's pretty great yeah so i gotta close some loops um i'll figure out how to do that plus that'll be nice then you'll have your own space and it's i'll tell you even though the thing i miss the most about pandemic life from like pre-pandemic life is uh my office Mm -hmm. god i miss that it was so nice each day I would walk there. I listen to my pods, get some coffee, go to my office, like twenty five minute walk. And then each day I would be done and then walk home. And that was like enough time in between. Plus it's like a walk that it just was like take my work day and just poof, just let it mm-hmm. it would just evaporate. It's so nice to have a separate space. It's uh it'll be it'll be good for you. Like you know, the walk aside, but like just having a separate space yep. alone is good. Yep, I think so. All right, that moved up on my list. I got to get moved out there this weekend. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Do it. Oh, I got to set up on Transistor. So we're we're published. Um, oh. I did it today, so I don't know if it's in iTunes or anything yet. Um, okay. But we're good to go. So my new plan is once this is done, you gave me your Squadcast info. Once this is done every week, I'll download it. And if I need to cut anything out, I'll cut it out and then upload it and release it. There's no like, yeah, and I got a no waiting around or anything. Account, which I suppose I can share somehow. But yeah, yeah, you could use that. Yeah, that'd be great. And we'll just right. uh, it'll just be a very raw podcast, but that's kind of what we're going for. That's so. what we have time for at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll call it there. <laughs>